Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Stopper joining you from the home office. This is Oilers Now. That is for Cam Moon, who is currently uh, listening uh, online in Dallas, Texas, in uh, the COVID jail, Three Strange Days by School of Fish, going all the way back to 1991. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer for the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. We're loaded. Jam-packed show coming up. Complete recap of last night's game. The uh, Edmonton Oilers and the San Jose Sharks. The Oilers ultimately getting the 5-2 victory behind two Leon Dreisaitl goals. A power play that goes two for two. Mike Smith with the victory. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Battle of Alberta that's going to take place tomorrow. And we got some great guests lined up for you today. From NHL Hockey on Rogers for Mid-City Construction, it will be Elliot Friedman. For the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta at 105 today, Sportsnet's Mark Spector. And at 135, Edmonton Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft, who has a 667 winning percentage since January 22nd. The Edmonton Oilers have the second most victories in the NHL. The only team that has more, they're playing tomorrow night, the Calgary Flames. So should be an absolute kicker when the Oilers take on the Flames down in Calgary. We'll tell you that you can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. Tap 25 is a brand-new menu. You can try it at 50% off from 2 to 5, plus new daily food specials and promotions at Kitchen and Italia. There are zero restrictions, and they're open 24-7. It's the RiverCreeResort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to AshleyFineFloors.com for more. Uh, it's going to be awesome. We're going to have the Battle of Alberta tomorrow night down in Calgary. Jack Michaels and myself will have the call. Robin Reed will be back at the studio, but the order's taking care of business last night. Do you want to tell you can tweet us 
Tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stafford. Tweet Brendan Escott at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's, and we're on Twitter at Oilers now. Brendan, our top story is the upcoming battle of Alberta. But before we get there, just a quick thought from you, uh, what we saw last night between the Edmonton Oilers and the San Jose Sharks. Well, hey, it was one of those games breaking the similarly to how it did in Dallas, and the team showed some resiliency, and they were able to button it down against a Pacific Division opponent. The Sharks can be pesky, you know what I mean? So I thought it was a good group effort, and, and nice to see the new guys integrate themselves well in Game 1. Well, no question. A uh, goal for Derek Broussard. He played 13-38, went one of two in the face-off circle. Uh, Brett Kulak, who played 101 games for the Flames, uh, he played 18-27. And uh, we'll highlight the Battle of Alberta when we get to the top story for legacy heating and cooling momentarily. But at this time, into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear, featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service that makes you feel like family. Pinch hitting last night for Cam Moon. Here was the call. There's a turnover back in the order zone, and a shot in on goal, and a good save by Mike Smith. Nugent Hopkins in on the forecheck. And Mark Edward Vlasic had it stripped off his stick right in front of Chance, and Nugent Hopkins robbed. Air Bantam starts back. Carlson activates up over the line. Right side, all alone in front. Open net tap in. Who jumped up and the Oilers got caught sleeping on a blown play at the blue line. Here goes McLeod through center, busting off the right side. Yamamoto to the net, scores! Tyler Yamamoto stays red hot. McLeod with a head of steam through the middle and he had the puck checked off his stick, but the Oilers' second unit power play comes through. Cassian will go in and forecheck. He knocked his man off the puck. It's a chance for Dreisaitl. He scores! Leon Dreisaitl has given Edmonton a 2-1 lead. For Yesapoliarvi, a left side pass. Broussard looking in front. Scores! What a play! Deflected home by Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I actually believe the puck goes off Carlson's foot, That's changes Bruce, direction. It's going to be Broussard's goal, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think it? so too. And the Edmonton Oilers get an important goal to extend the lead. It's 3 1. San Jose, the second chance. High slot. A rip shot scores! Tomash Hurdle and it's game back on. Here's Hyman uh, McDavid in front, scores! Brilliant goal for Leon Dreisaitl. What a look from Connor McDavid. It's a power play goal. Middle looking for Connor McDavid. He's down the right side. He's got a Vander Kane wide open net. He scores a Vander Kane. His 15th goal of the season. It's an empty netter. And the Edmonton Oilers are up 5-2. to two. All right, so the Oilers get the win. Rob Brown last night doing color. Jack and me will be on the call tomorrow night on 6.30, Chad, uh, with Cam uh, stuck down stateside for another week. He's going to join us in Cali. He's going to head out to Bakersfield on Sunday, but uh, Rob and myself will be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Jay Whitcroft, Oilers head coach, had these thoughts on the victory. There was a lot of really good parts to our, our game tonight. We got contributions uh, up and down our, our forward lines and deep pairings. Um, I thought we tried to play the game fast tonight, and uh, that was noticeable. Um, really, uh, really got a really good performance out of Mike Smith, and team effort was able to spread the minutes out tonight, so a good win for the team. And uh, the Oilers win 5-2. I mentioned Derek Broussard scoring in his first game on a directed pass in front. He actually uh, gave Newton Hopkins early in that period a point-blank look, and it was highway robbery from Capo Kakinen, Jay Woodcroft on Derek Broussard.
I think he's a very heady or headsy type player. He makes good uh, plays with the puck. He doesn't force little plays. He actually um, has some poise in the offensive zone in order to uh, find that that open man. And uh, you know, he, they, that line scored the goal in the third period. It turned out to be the winning goal. But they made uh, a lot of really good plays in the first two periods as well. It just didn't go in for him. All right. Uh, the Oilers' top line of Connor McDavid, Evander Kane, and Connor Yamamoto on fire. I got a text from uh, Cactus Jack, and he says, Bob, what do you think of the signing of Evander Kane? <laughs> and then it's followed up with great blanking signing. It's worked out for Edmonton. Perfect case scenario. You can't have it both ways. You can't bemoan the fact, well, they didn't do enough at the trade deadline. But then in the meantime, completely ignore that they did add Evander Kane during the course of the season. And maybe he they got gifted Kane. And maybe a, an intelligent play by Mils, Dan Milstein, his agent, and Evander Kane. But bottom line, it's worked out. Evander Kane, what can you say, 15 goals, 23 points now. In uh, 26 games as an Oiler, plus 13. Kane's got seven goals, nine points, last seven games. Connor McDavid, six goals, 16 points in his last eight games. Kyler Yamamoto, seven goals, 12 points in his last eight games. And Jay Woodcroft had these thoughts on Yamamoto's recent surge. He's feeling it. He's feeling it. He's doing a lot of really good things in order to have success. I mean, I think everyone goes to, um, you know, his production over the last little while, but he's making a lot of subtle, subtle plays that makes that line go. I think he's a good complementary piece to both Connor and Kane, and um, they've been they've been a heck of a line for us over over the last little while, and um, we're going to need him going forward. What a difference three make three weeks makes for the Edmonton Oilers, and I'll highlight it in a second, but Jay Woodcroft had uh, these comments on the Oilers lineup at this time. I think we have four really good lines that um, all can um, create momentum for our team. Some of the lines create momentum in a different way. Um, but, yeah, I thought there was nice balance tonight. And it's the first time we've had a fully healthy lineup uh, and have had to make hard lineup decisions. And I thought we got a good, good effort from everybody who was dressed tonight. And certainly as we move forward here, it will be tough. Uh, to make decisions on who's in, who's out, because uh, three really good hockey players didn't play for us tonight. Meanwhile, Zach Hyman last night had a 40-second stretch where he had the puck and looked like Guy Lafleur in the 1977 Stanley Cup final against the Boston Bruins, killing a penalty in the immortal line of Danny Gallivan. He's having a ball out there. and uh, Man, oh man, Hyman... Took it from one end of the ice to the other. It was it was pretty uh, just the doggedness and determination on the shift. And uh, Zach Hyman had these thoughts on the Oilers' new additions, Brett Kulak and Derek Broussard, last night. You know, it's not easy coming to a new team, especially midway through the season. Um, but I thought those two guys were, you know, fit in seamlessly. They didn't, you know, they they stood out in a, in a good way, and and uh, you know that's what you you wanted in new players. And Hyman added some additional comments on the Oilers' roster at this time. I think you see a lot of depth. I think you see four lines contributing, um, all 60. And then obviously in, in net, we got two stellar uh, netminders. So just everybody contributing and, and, and just stacking points. Mike Smith is one of those goaltenders, and he too had his thoughts on the Oilers' depth of their roster. 
you know, we acquired some guys that have uh, been in the playoffs before and played important roles on teams and, and obviously getting some guys back healthy um, just solidifies our lineup. Uh, so um, it was great to see, you know, guys in there tonight, Nuge back and, and uh, you know, the two guys that we got at the deadline played extremely well for us. So I think just uh, playing with a lot of confidence in our system and, and uh, doing a lot of things really well out there. Well, there's no question the Edmonton Oilers are going to be a very different-looking team tomorrow in Calgary than they were on March the 7th. And I'm going to illustrate that point right now after we hear from Zach Hyman on playing the Flames tomorrow night. I'm, I'm new to the battle of Alberta, but it seems to not matter what the standings are. Um, you know, if one team's good or one team's bad. But uh, this year, obviously, you have two really good teams, and it's going to be a great, great matchup. And uh, and we're excited for it. They're, they're first in our division, and and that's a, a rivalry that you don't have to have played many games in to, to know how, how important it is to the fans here and and to the city. So, uh, looking forward to that definitely. Well, to steal a proverbial line from the movie The Untouchables, the Oilers took a pocket knife into a gunfight down in Calgary on March the 7th. I'm just going to read some names, and these are depth players for Edmonton in their organization. But there are going to be seven players that played in that game that are not going to be playing tomorrow, likely, assuming that Edmonton comes back with the same lineup. So Derek Ryan's still with the Oilers. He played 10:38 in Calgary on March 7th. Tyler Benson, down on the American Hockey League, he played 637 that night against Calgary. Brad Malone, captaining the team down in Bakersfield again, he played 807 in Calgary that night. Colton Sevier played 520. On defense, Philip Roberg, who is in Bakersfield and currently dealing with a lower body injury, played 2234 against the Flames. Marcus Niemelainen on March 7th played 1039, and William Lagesson's been traded to the Canadians. He played 1059. Just just think about that for a second. Ryan Benson, Malone, Sevier, Broberg, Niemelainen, and Lagesson. The only guy still here is Derek Ryan, who at right now is probably Edmonton's 13th forward. He's going to get back in. He's going to play again. There'll be an injury or something. But the Oilers went into that game in Calgary with the Flames of losing one man game on defense all season and Edmonton at 130. So they had Broberg, Niemelainen, and Lagesson play on D. And again, Niemelainen and Lagesson played less than 11 minutes in that game. Broberg, a raw rookie, played 22-34. Edmonton will have instead available and playing Evan Bouchard, who leads the team in defense scoring, 1958 time on ice this season. Tyson Berry, who led all NHL defensemen in scoring last year, 1905 time on ice. And Brett Kulak, who uh, was playing almost 18 minutes a game with the Canadians and is playing eight, played 18-27 the other night. So there's the difference on defense. Uh, again, Lagesson in Montreal, Niemelainen on the farm, Broberg on the farm, and the Oilers will have Bouchard, Berry, and Kulak replace those three. And then... Up front, instead of having Benson, Malone, Sevier all on the aid, and Derek Ryan, who is going to see some time here down the stretch, there's no question about that. The Oilers are going to have at their disposal Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who plays 19:46 per game, Yessa Pulyarvi, who plays 16:29, Derek Broussard, who in his first game as an Oiler played 13:38, and Zach Cassian at 12:05. It is a completely different lineup that Edmonton has. We'll see how it goes. The Oilers beat the Flames twice earlier this season. This is really the first time Edmonton's been completely healthy since the middle of November, since Darnell Nurse blocked a shot against the Winnipeg Jets in the overtime. It's the first time. 
The team's been completely healthy and had access to all their players. As a result, Chris Russell, Derek Ryan, and Josh Archibald are healthy scratches, most likely. The team having an optional today. That speaks to the depth that Edmonton now has. It's a different team. We'll see what ends up transpiring. By the way, the Flames play Arizona tonight. Edmonton's going to get Calgary in the second of a back-to-back. Now, Calgary's got a real good team. They've been rock solid all year. Jacob Markstrom at 927. He was 904 last season. But Edmonton's far healthier. Should be for a real energized uh, game at the Settle Dome in Calgary. It is 12:22 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you, and that's our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling, you need get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. The Oilers and the Flames coming up. We'll zip into the Ashley Fine Floors text line and get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing when we come back. Oh wait, wait, wait! Oh, you didn't think I was going to forget about this, did you? One more thing happened last night, and people were awesome. And that had to do with Ben Stelter. The way the fan base embraced five-year-old Ben Stelter as part of Scotiabank's skater, receiving player of the game honors in the locker room after the game. He was part of the media availability. There's a photo on the EdmontonOilers.com website tonight. The only downer for me personally is I didn't get a chance to visit with him much during the first intermission. He was down by our Sportsnet broadcast location, but it's on the fourth floor, and I had to hustle back up to the eighth floor. But it was awesome what fans did for that family last night. Thumbs up. We'll take a break. We'll be right back here in Oilers Now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent-Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Well, what a difference Ryan Nugent-Hopkins made. There's no question about that. And it was noticeable on both the power play and the PK. The Oilers went two for two with the extra man. At 1225, we're going to go into the Ashley Five Floors text line. CC says, Bob, the key to Edmonton beating Calgary is getting their power play going. Calgary tends to lose emotion with Edmonton, and the Oilers need to capitalize. A heater and the Oilers could be a lot closer to the Flames than people thought. Still take the Oilers forward group over the Flames. The D says CeCe's a wash and goaltending. Well, you know that. Well, I got a good goalie. I mean, it's the goalie Edmonton targeted as well. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Fletch from uh, Calgary says, Bob, the best line all season long came from Evander Kane when he signed at Edmonton because of the weather. Oh, he's been on a heater. And Randy texts the show and says, Bob, where are all the haters on Evander Kane now? I don't hear them anymore. What would they think if the Oilers uh, signed him up again? Well, he's going to have some options because every manager in the league sitting there saying, that guy's a legitimate uh, top six forward all day. Uh, Bob, uh, you neglected to mention that uh, Connor McDavid is now tied with Paul Coffey for fifth all-time in scoring with for the Oilers. Love the show. Uh, hoping the Oilers beat the Flames tomorrow night. Oh, we'll look into that. I'll, I'll have to... Jeez. Uh, Connor is currently at 669 points. That sounds about right off the top of my head. For some reason, I think Paul had... Uh, you know what? I'll ask him. He's around these days. You can text us at 780 496 Um and lots of probably a third of the text we've had, uh, Bob, the class that Zach uh, Hyman showed with the young trooper in the Sportsnet post game is overwhelming. Uh, that one comes to us from Bruce. You know what? Uh, that's one where the Oilers had the intel on Zach Hyman. They knew what kind of guy he was. Brad Holland, Ken Holland's son, worked for the Maple Leafs organization. And uh, some people I know well 
uh, were responsible for uh, assisting the Hymans when they came to Edmonton, and he's he's a gamer. There's no question about him. And he can play, too, which is uh, the other part of the equation that's important. Into NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded uh, merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com, and here's Brandon Escott. Five games in the league tonight. Winnipeg's home to Columbus and Calgary is hosting Arizona. Sean Monahan expected to be a healthy scratch for the first time in his career. Bakersfield hosting Grand Rapids twice this weekend at 7 o'clock start times tonight and tomorrow. Oil Kings visit Lethbridge this evening. It's the front half of a home and home. Sunday they're back at Rogers Place and the U of A Golden Bears uh, entering the U Sport National Tournament with the top seed after capturing their 29th conference championship last weekend tournament begins next thursday and acadia university is hosting this year yeah alberta plays either oua3 or acadia very quickly uh this text comes in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, in regard to the upcoming game against Calgary, the Oilers need to get in Goudreau's way and make him feel uncomfortable. If he has room to move, he's very dangerous. Looking back in history, when the Oilers played Dallas and Modano was playing, they never did anything to him. No one got in his way or finished a check on him, and he was allowed to roam uh, and had the room to get going, and we all know what the result was. Well, they beat the Stars in 97. Uh, when Ronnie Lowe coached the Oilers, they were trying to get 100 hits a game. Uh, and pound Dallas's D. I'll tell you one guy who got every bit of Mike Modano, Mark Messier. <laughs> he knocked him out cold one time. It was wasn't the cleanest of plays, but those sort of things used to happen back then. 12:29 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back in Oilers, now we'll hook up with Elliot Friedman for Mid City Construction Management. You're listening to Oilers now. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.